Hey, everybody. I'm Kate Conroy. And I'm Vanessa Vitella. And this is Other People's Business, which is the podcast from the New Jersey Business and Industry Association, the largest statewide business association in the country, representing approximately 1 million employees in the state of New Jersey. We release a new episode every other Wednesday, so be on the lookout for that. Shout out to New Jersey Manufacturers Insurance Group. They do home, auto, and workers' comp, and they are the official sponsor of the show, so check them out if you need some updated coverage. Awesome. With that out of the way, just a couple housekeeping matters. Um, this show is available anywhere you can get a podcast. That's iTunes, Google Play, Amazon's TuneIn. We even put these things up on YouTube if you'd rather watch than listen. But if you are listening to this on something that provides for ratings and reviews like an iTunes, we totally appreciate that five-star rating. Helps us get discovered by more awesome listeners just like you. So with that out of the way, our guest today from Junior Achievement in New Jersey is Catherine Malone. Catherine, say hi. Let the audience hear your voice. Hello, Kate and Vinny. It's such a pleasure to be here. We're so Always happy a to, pleasure have to have you. All right. So today's icebreaker is what are you currently binging? And it can be television, movies, food, books. My favorite answer continues to be eggs. <laughs> it's amazing how that continues to be your favorite answer. That's like 20 <laughs> episodes ago. I'm <laughs> sorry. I should pick a new favorite, I guess. Sorry. Mm. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Yeah, I, yes, she, she's got two toddlers. Rachel Durkin from Paradigm Marketing has got two toddlers and uh, they're just always requesting eggs for meals. And so she's just always having to eat them as well, apparently. That would get old and gross quick, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I guess I'll go first. I, uh, I think I mentioned a couple of episodes ago that I was watching an oldie but a goodie, Veronica Mars, that I never saw when it was live and on. I finally, thanks to Vinny, got all caught up. I watched the movie. And then I did the Hulu updated 12 episode, no, eight episode, I guess. Yeah, it was uh, totally worth it. I wish I had watched it back in the day. And just to continue the Kristen Bell binge, I restarted The Good Place because it's just... Ah, uh, such a good one. It's such a, it's such a good place to be, The Good Place. I love that show. <laughs> How about you, Catherine? I'm binge watching an older show that's on HBO. It's called My, My Brilliant Friend. And I'm reading the book, or I should say the books, because it, there's a it's, there's a four books as part of the series um, that the show is is played from. And the reason why I'm reading the book is so that I can um, so that I'll I can anticipate what the ending will be for the series. Because You're spoiling I, it, You're I spoiling I, yourself. I, I am a spoiler. I. Yes, those spoiler alerts. I could care less about a spoiler alert. I I, I spoil that. my own. Ending. So wait, 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 though. So it's not like the show is still running. The show is still running, or no? So there were two series, and this year they'll launch series three, which would okay, be okay. So I see what you're saying. Associated right, yeah. with book three. Gotcha. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I did that with um the Umbrella Academy. We mentioned that like yeah. a few months ago on the show. Yeah. I like that. I'm always down to spoil myself and I, I usually regret it, <laughs> but I'm, I, it never deters me for the next time. <laughs> I never regret it. I will go to the end of the book if I have to, and I'll read it. I, if I'm, if I'm dying to under, to know what the ending is, I'll just go to the end of the book. Nice. Well, it, wow. Back to where what I am. Is, uh, what is the series about on HBO? What is it about? It is, um, the, the author is, uh, Elena Ferrante. And um, the the show is set in post World War II in Italy, in Naples, 
And it's all about two friends um, and how their friendship endured over the years. Um, it is really cool. So I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm also a big fan of Italy, uh, of, of traveling, of reading about, of watching. So uh, I just love, love learning about what it was like back, you know, in the in the 40s, 50s, and 60s, in you know, in in, uh, in Italy. Nice. I'll have to check it out. I, I remember seeing it as I was scrolling through a while ago and I thought, oh, that looks interesting. And then I like just promptly forgot all about it and never really, yeah, never saw it again when I was scrolling. I'll have to find it again. Thank you for the tip. Well, if you, if you want me to tell you a little bit more about it, I'd be happy to. Don't want to spoil it for you, but. <laughs> Let me get into it first and then I'll text you. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Vinny, what are you been doing? I wouldn't say I've been really binging anything lately. We um we went to the movie theater for the first time in like 15 months. That was cool. We saw oh. Spirit Untamed for the uh, three-year-old crowd. But yeah. um yeah, it was interesting. And uh, I guess we we started Loki. You know they've been doing that on Disney Plus. So they drip that out once a week. So you can't really binge it. But I would if I could. How did they? So I kept seeing that Loki was coming, but didn't mm -hmm. spoiler alert? Didn't he meet a Stop. certain end? Um, yeah, right. Yeah. He died. <laughs> Didn't he die? So there's a point in the the last Marvel movie, um, the the End Game, where they're going through time and they um they mess up and they 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 have one of the stones, the Tesseract thing, and they accidentally drop it right in front of Loki and he picks it up and he disappears with it. So this is a whole show about where he goes after that. So I guess if you were to if you were to look at like the canon of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, he is still dead. But this is like this offshoot timeline where he escaped and whatever he's gonna do. Well, dang, I, guess I know I there's have a, this whole look out. of confusion on our face right now. <laughs> yeah. It's very funny, like um, because like immediately he he goes where he's gonna go and he's like immediately arrested by these time police who, you know, are like, well, you can't mess with time like that. Like you can't, you know, and he's like, I didn't mess with time. This rock just dropped right in front of me. I picked it up and disappeared. What do you want from me? So like, it, it's this whole thing that spoofs off from there. I would definitely I, recommend I, it. It's funny. I can't wait. You need to just let me know when the last episode airs because I don't want to wait once a week for the show. Sure. I want to binge it. <laughs> well, did you watch any of the, um, the other stuff like the Falcon and the Winter Soldier or any of that? Cause I know you finished yet. the movies. Is Falcon finished? Can I watch? Can I binge yeah, that? Yeah, that season? one's done. So if you want to do that, you can do that. And then by the time you're done with that, maybe Loki will be done. Fantastic. Okay. <laughs> so with that out of the way, Catherine, tell me what you do with uh, Junior Achievement. <laughs> so Junior Achievement is a it's a hundred plus year old organization um, that uh, uh, with the mission to inspire and prepare youth to be successful in the in the global economy. And I've been uh, I've been president for the operation in New Jersey for, uh, boy, it's been about 16 years now. And uh, but I started my career at J New York, um, at right out of college. So had had a few years in New York City, and uh, and then spent uh, a number of years here in New Jersey, and um, and just focused on uh, working with an incredible staff and an unbelievable board of directors um, that who whose you know focus is to change lives and help young people understand 
you know, where they are and what their futures can be like and the fact that they can dream big and they can make their dreams a reality. Uh, and all, all of this is through economic education and um, uh, focused on, on, on leadership development, leadership skills and employability skills and, um, and showing the right path for a great future. That sounds fantastic. It's really I, cool. Wow, how many volunteers do you have in any given like year? Do you do events? How does how does it work? Yeah, at any given year, we will um, will recruit about six thousand volunteers, and these volunteers come from all walks of life. I mean, these are corporate volunteers like yourselves. These are um, high school students in you know Trenton and Irvington and Camden and Washington Township. Um, who are trained on our economic education curriculum and go into the classrooms in their communities and teach our programs. So our volunteers come from all walks of life, all ages and stages in life. Uh, and and their, their, their focus is to, to inspire youth to own their economic success. And that's what we're all about. That's fantastic. How do the kids find you? That is a great question because the kids pre-COVID, the kids didn't have to find us. It was the schools and the teachers and the superintendents that found us and we would go into the classrooms or we would take the students out of the classrooms and bring them to college campuses for uh, uh, career readiness uh, seminars or we would take students out of the classrooms and we'd bring them to our education center where they lived the life of an adult for the day through our BizTown or our Finance Park uh, simulations. So pre-COVID, they students did not have to look for us. But now, while we're in the middle of this pandemic, we pivoted. I know how much we all love that word. We've used mm -hmm. it a few times in the last year and a half. Uh, and we've actually um, marketed our learning experiences directly to students. So now students are finding us through social media or through their parents okay. or through their schools. And they're actually signing up directly for our learning experiences on our website. That's really cool. So how old are the kids? Do they age out at 18? Is that what the, like considered the adult or what, what are the age ranges of, of kids that you work with? Primarily, we work with students from kindergarten through 12th grade. However, we actually created a, um, an internship initiative uh, this year for uh, the first time and where we'll actually go back to our youth who uh, were high school heroes and those of those young people that would go into their elementary schools and they would teach our economic education uh, programs. Well, we actually um, created an internship initiative this year where we're recruiting those high school hero alumni to actually work with us, uh, whether they're working with us as volunteers or working with us on our payroll. So for the most part, young people would age out at 18, with the exception that we've created an additional opportunity for young people to hone in on their leadership skills, leading the amazing initiatives like our tech initiatives. Uh, and these were all former uh, former alumni of our programs um, who had been involved in JA when they were in elementary school and then taught JA when they're in high school. That's incredible. 
Absolutely incredible. Do you do any fundraising throughout the year to help support your efforts? We do a ton of fundraising because of the fact that 100% of our funds had been, again, this is pre-COVID because we were fortunate enough to receive some funding through the government um, you know, during, during the last year and a half. But for the most part, our uh, entire budget is funded by corporations, individuals, and our fundraisers. So in terms of fundraisers, we have uh, we have golf outings. We actually have had three golf outings this year because it seems like because of the pandemic, wow. everybody wants to golf, which is awesome. That's amazing. Uh, you know, so that's one of our fundraisers. And then we have, you know, signature events uh, like our New Jersey Business Hall of Fame where, where we'll raise, you know, a, a half a million dollars um, through through that 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 um, that gala. That is so cool. But yeah, I never, you know, whenever I think about not-for-profits, I sometimes think about um, not-for-profits that are able to sort of sell their services or get um, money back from the government in terms of like Medicare or Medicaid. And But you're just solely like, look, we're here. And, and if you as a corporation would like to support us, please feel free because this is it. It's all donation all the time, right? Like that's that's a hard thing. And we work with so many amazing corporate partners. It is just, it's outstanding. I mean, everyone from NJBIA um, to, uh, and I could i could list and I'd be afraid that I would miss a company and then I would go back and I would regret it. But um, but our corporate partners are very generous uh, and, and they understand that because of, of, of these corporate partners and these individuals that fund our, our learning experiences, we're able to provide these learning experiences to schools, to parents, to students at no cost. Mm -hmm. So our programs are literally free to every single child in the state of New Jersey. And that is, that's because of the great partnerships that we have with the corporate community. And it sounds like just like a beautiful circle. So the corporations support you, you create kids who turn into adults who have more earning power, therefore more buying power, and therefore they go back and they support corporations either through, you know, buying stuff, buying houses, buying, you know, just just the, the cycle of the economy, I think, right? Mm -hmm. Great circle of life. The circle it, of life. <laughs> Where's Simba? <laughs> it's true, it's true. And you know what's really cool is when you see these corporate volunteers and these uh, high school students actually pairing together and volunteering together to educate and inspire um, younger people. So for example, um, for this last year, we've had this uh, initiative, a uh, coding workshop on Saturdays that our interns actually designed and are facilitating. And they've recruited the corporate volunteers and the high school students, paired these young people and these uh, uh, adults together. And, uh, and these pairs actually teach middle school children all about coding so whether it's you know beginner coding like scratch or more uh, advanced coding like python um, but it's this it's this great uh, uh, teamwork between these two generations so it's really exciting to see and you're right it is the circle of life for sure one of the things i always thought was really cool was that there's a ton of different ways you can volunteer so the first time i ever volunteered for junior achievement actually we drove to trenton and I taught in a classroom. And we've done 91 episodes of this show, and I can tell you I've never been more nerve-wracked as I was standing in front of a classroom of nine-year-olds. But then after that, um, like the next year, you did a bowl-a-thon. And so we, you know, 
we bowled and we raised money that way. And, you know, so it was like, that was far less nerve wracking. I'm really not good at bowling, but I could at least you know, do that and not have to worry about the stress. Definitely. It's so true. You know, it's, you, it's, it's amazing to see, you'll see corporate leaders that are used to speaking in front of town halls that um that will train and will be with the morning of you know uh, a learning experience and they will be so nervous and i can appreciate that it is um you know kids are kids can say the darndest things can't they <laughs> <laughs> well it's funny I remember. Because, you know i think i kind of psyched myself out in the beginning and then i just kind of took a deep breath and i was like they're nine <laughs> you know like it's fine <laughs> i got through it and it, they were so um what's the word like they, they were like sponges they just wanted to learn and they wanted to soak up everything and they were so much you know the things i was nervous about they probably didn't care about at all and once i kind of got past that it was great yeah i i think i would be way more nervous in front of uh high schoolers like i remember how judgmental i was as a high schooler and i just Vinny and i actually did that not that long ago maybe two or three years ago we we taught a class i did high school forever ago yeah well you know what i mean but yeah it was it was <laughs> kind of terrifying kind of terrifying so i, I give the volunteers mm -hmm. a lot of credit because that's hard so rewarding though as well i mean our we've got this initiative for young girls a girl empowerment initiative called the women's future leadership academy uh and of course it's been virtual for the last year and a half but um these young people the, the quotes and the testimonials that you'll hear, they are just forever grateful that an adult, you know, like you, Kate, spent the time to to help them, you know, understand the opportunities that are ahead of them. And, um, and so you, I think no matter how nervous we are when we get in front of kids, you, you know, then you get the, these these cards, me, you know, these crayon cards or these uh, emails um, uh, uh, with uh, notes of gratitude, and you just see the the power um, and the impact that you can make by spending some time with with young people. That's true, absolutely true. I think one of my favorite days. I actually, have one of those hanging up in my office back in Trenton to this day. You know, I got that forever, at least ten years ago, and I've still got it. Yep. I was going to say that I think one of my favorite days in the year back in the before times was when the, the day in the long, long ago, in the long, long ago. Yeah, we would do like once a year, um, like an office team building with with junior achievement, like the, the kids would come to the office in Trenton and we would, you know, sit in the, the I zone and work with them on, you know, just I don't even remember exactly what each of the projects were, but I remember always feeling like it was super worthwhile and like the kids got something out of it. I got something out of it. It just felt great. For sure. It's 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 hard. It's hard to, you know, these young people now more than ever, even even, you know, aside from the financial financial education, entrepreneurial skills, you know, the um, um, the, the career readiness uh, experiences that that we provide in, in you know, partnership with, you know, our corporate volunteers like yourselves and our community volunteers just just the just this whole notion of of having hope and and you know and how to overcome obstacles uh in life i mean that is just it is so important because young people have so many questions 
and and oftentimes you know they have they have a they might have a parent they might have a guardian they have a teacher but you're someone that's different you're you're a volunteer that's just spending time um because you want to help because you want to um you know you want to inspire and they see that and they recognize that that's so awesome i'm that makes me feel that makes me feel all warm and fuzzy i love it mm -hmm. <laughs> come back and volunteer come yeah back. you know it's a it's yeah i'm i'm seriously thinking about it i think it'd be great um okay so i think on that note i think we're going to take a quick break and when we come back we're going to play a game And we're back, and it is now time to play a game called Awful or Awesome, which today is brought to you by One Team Financial. I'm going to name three things, and we each have to decide quickly if they're awful or awesome, and then be prepared to defend your answers. Ready? Okay. I am Learning. ready. <laughs> You're late to the party, then. Come on. I know. It sounded like you were, you know, it's a, it's a rhetorical question, but it sounded like you you left this pregnant hang there where you were waiting for like one of us to respond. So I thought somebody yeah. would say something sooner, Vin. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. All right. First up, learning a new language as an adult. I'm going to go ahead and say awful because I have tried and tried and tried and I can't do it. I can't do it. And when I say adult, I mean, I started trying to learn like French in high school. Still, still can't speak French. I have a great accent. I order off a menu beautifully, but I can't uh. talk to people and have them understand me, and I can't listen to people and understand them. So anyway, Catherine? I say awful. Awesome. Really? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. As soon as I have more time, I'm getting back to my Italian classes. I was taking Italian in Princeton for about four years. And I had to stop just because I just got too busy. So absolutely awesome. I cannot wait to get back to it. Are you fluent? After four I years? Wish that was. I, I, <laughs> I'm so far. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to put you on the spot. Yeah, when I went to Italy a couple of years ago, I was able to, I, I could handle, I could handle myself a, somewhat, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm far from fluent. Sure, for sure. The problem with that is when you start to like speak a little bit, like you say thank you or you're welcome or where's the bathroom, you look very Italian. So I'm sure people like will answer you and just start to like rapid fire talk to you and you're like, no, 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 please, I'm not really. <laughs> I tell you that actually happened to me like when I was in Italy, like, you know, like I understood just enough to get by because I was taking it in college and then like, you know, it just like came rushing out and I'm like, whoa, I'm definitely an American. <laughs> so, yeah. And then they're in I'm Awesome though. I, I've never been good at this, but I, I really want to learn ASL. So, oh. you know, it's one of those things that I constantly like, you know, it's, it's on the back burner. Like one day it will happen, you know? Yeah. The beauty of ASL too is because I'm the opposite of Kate. Like, you know, even if I could understand the language perfectly, the accent is always going to throw me off. I'm that guy that's like, bonjourno. You know? <laughs> so, no accent involved here, you know? Thank you. That's a really good point. I like it. Oh, my gosh. So, Vin, where do you come down? Awful or awesome? Awesome. You know, you should always be a lifelong learner. We should always try to learn new things and all that. You know, I, I wish I had more time to do it. Yeah, fair, fair. All right, next up. Uh, people parking in front of your house and i'm gonna go ahead and say awful because i don't own a house anymore but when i did 
I could tolerate it for like a night, but like if it became a thing, I'd be like, who do these people think they are? <laughs> I swear to God, it's terrible. I'm very territorial, I guess, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I live on a narrow road, so if somebody parks in front of my house, it's a problem. You know, like they're they're either oh. blocking, you know, the the street for people to get through, or half the time, like my neighbors will get like yard work done, and the tr truck will park like right in front of my driveway, and so I can't get in. You know, it's 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 always a problem. That's that's definitely problematic. Oh my god, awful. Mm -hmm. Catherine, where do you come down on this awful. issue? I, you know, that's a tough one. I I don't know if it's awful or awesome. Um, I, I can say that, so I lived in Trenton for 20 years and I was, it was all street parking. Yeah. Now, unfortunately in front of my house, there was a fire hydrant. So you're not supposed to park in front of a fire hydrant, although some people do. Um, but I, you know, but there were people that were a little territorial. Um, and, and, you know, it was maybe there were one, maybe two in 20 years. Uh -huh. um, so, you know, I, I think it's a little bit, it's, it's probably a little unfair to feel like you, you own a piece of street, you know, right. because, you know, because it's funny. Although I do understand when people, whether, you know, whether people have, um, um, they have they've, they've had a hard time, you know, hard time walking or they have children, that's absolutely understandable. Or in my case, yeah. I, had to, I had to get a new roof, so I had to block off with tape in front of my house so that no one parked there. That, that's an exception too, so. Mm -hmm. I can remember in, uh, I used to live in Bloomfield uh, in an apartment and there was no parking lot. It was all street parking. And I never did this, but some people would shovel their spot out in the wintertime after a snow and they would like drag out road cones that they had stolen. Or if they didn't have a road cone, they would drag out like a lawn chair from the garage. <laughs> so there'd be this lawn chair in this park parking spot on either side of a snowbank or in between two. So it was crazy. The things people do will will do to guard their their stuff. Yeah, I uh, I'm definitely not territorial about the front of my house, but you know who is is my dog. So if somebody parks like right in front of my house, like my dog will get right up into the bay window in front and be like, "Whoa, who is this? <laughs> Why are you here? Hey, hey, everybody, there's somebody here, and I don't like it." And she will scream that for you know as long as the car is there so awful, yeah. awful, awful no she's like this big <laughs> so <laughs> she can scare nobody but she annoys me which is enough <laughs> she thinks she's an attack dog but she's not really yes she yeah she definitely does she's a shiba inu they're like 20 pounds <laughs> <laughs> oh my god all right uh last one travel post covid um, we were talking before we went live that BIA had our first live in-person event last night for the first time in 15 months. And it was surreal to be in a room full of 200 people without masks on. It was a little, yeah. um, I, I don't know how to be anymore. Like I'm, I've lost, I'm not socially, um, aware. Or, this is how bad I am. I can't even say the words. I'm socially awkward now because of the pandemic. <laughs> Blame it on the At pandemic. least you have the excuse. <laughs> right. Right. So travel post-COVID. I'm going to say awesome because I'm really looking forward to it getting back to normal. But I'm nervous that some people are not going to act appropriately as we move through the world, continuing to get to the other side of the pandemic. 
I felt the same way at that, the exact same event. Like I was standing in that room, there was 300 people around me and I was not freaking out, but I was not, not freaking out. Exactly. It was definitely like a thing. So. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I want to say like, I want to get out there and go somewhere kind of secluded, you know, like I don't want to go to like a Disney world or something where there's going to be 10,000 people around me, but I don't know. I don't know what to do. Maybe, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then I'm just as isolated as I am now, so I, I don't know that that makes any sense either. That's you know? a good point. Yeah. It's hard. It's a hard question, I guess. Catherine, yeah, there's got to be a balance. There's got to be some people around, but not, you know, like shoulder to shoulder length. Absolutely. I'd say awesome. Uh, I mean, I already have. I have one trip planned for the uh, for the fall with uh, girl a girls trip to um, to the West Coast. And I'm hoping to to book a couple more. So I, I have the travel bug. And you know, as long as we're careful, that's the most important thing. But uh, I'm, I'm ready to, to get out in the friendly skies for sure. Me too. Yeah, I really am too. I think I'm gonna continue to wear a mask on airplanes just because I didn't even catch like a summer cold over the last 15 months. I'm I'm not mad that I wore a mask for so long in public. I'm going to keep doing it, especially in an airport and on a plane. I'm fine with that. I can't, I just can't wait to like see the world again. You know how you're in, uh, have you ever uh, been in a, uh, lately, have you been in an auditorium or, you know, whether it's an auditorium or a church, something where someone's speaking and everyone's quiet and then, and you hear a cough here or a cough over there or a cough behind you. Do you notice lately if you've been in a room with a, with a lot of people and it's quiet, there's no coughing. Right. There's no colds. No. So you're right about the masks. It's probably a good idea. It's a great idea. P- nobody got the flu this last year. I mean, like 1% yeah. of the usual number got it. I don't, and you know what? Since the mask mandate has been lifted, and I'm not like one way or the other, however you feel about masks, but since it's been lifted, almost every single one of my friends has said to me, oh my gosh, everybody in my house is sick. We all caught the cold. There's a bug going around. Like it's, we're right back to that, that normal from the before time that we were never very happy with. So I don't know. It's an easy solution. Just wear a mask when you're in public, but yeah, it'll be interesting. I don't know that anybody's going to do that. I think it's been so long that we've had to wear them that people are just dying to rip these things off and never go back. So yeah, um, I think you're right. enjoy the two years you had without the flu. I, <laughs> <laughs> I will. Thank you. And that's the game. Thank you so much to One Team Financial for sponsoring it for us today. Catherine, how can listeners help you make a difference? There's so many ways that you can help organizations like Junior Achieve and make a difference. I mean, whether it's um, whether it's spending time with young people and volunteering uh, for the organization, or it's uh, getting involved in uh, one of our special events, uh, or it could be simply um, retweeting or resharing uh, any of the great news uh, or any of the upcoming events. For example, we have. Uh, our New Jersey Business Hall of Fame, which is a signet, our signature event, will take place in December. Actually, it's going to be on, on Thursday, December 9th. It'll be a virtual event, and we will be getting the word out pretty soon. Uh, and uh, and we hope that folks 
uh, mark their calendars and, and attend it. Again, it'll be a virtual event and it's a lot of fun and it's a great way to, uh, to recognize those uh, tremendous laureates that we honor each year. We'll be honoring three very special people that we'll be announcing very soon. Uh, three very special people on December 9th, and we hope that everybody comes out to celebrate them and our laureate legacies who had been honored in the past. Cool. So if people want to get involved, how can they get a hold of you? Very simple. Our website is janj.org, which is short for Junior Achievement of New Jersey. janj.org, or you can find us on LinkedIn, Twitter. Facebook. Facebook, probably. Instagram, maybe. Maybe. All the places. <laughs> all the places. <laughs> You're exactly. in all the places. <laughs> Fantastic. And that's our show, I think. Thank you so much. Thanks to our listeners, especially the subscribers. We so appreciate the support. Thank you to New Jersey Manufacturers Insurance Group, the official sponsor of the show. They do home, auto, and workers' comp, so check them out if you need some updated coverage. And finally, thanks to Catherine Malone of Junior Achievement New Jersey for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you.